0: Welcome everybody. Take a seat. Pop off your shoes. It's doctrine and devotion time. <laughs> Why? Why? I like taking off my shoes and get comfortable. All right. I'm gonna take
1: off my boots right now. No, don't do oh, it. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know what? Sometimes a, a guy, oh. a guy will I'm be in popping here. off these boots right and now. Then, and we're in Levita. We're at the oh, cigar lounge. Yeah. And he'll sit there. Right. And he, he's a part of the Thursday night or men's group. No <laughs> Thursday a a community poker game. Oh, poker game. And he'll take off his shoes. And he right. doesn't have socks on. No socks?
0: No socks. No, that's messed up.
1: And then he puts his feet just on. He just lets his feet just sit there on, that's the, gross. on this floor. This no, a, no, that's this a dirty No, I got floor. socks. I got socks on. I always have socks.
0: There's never a day in my life when I don't have socks on. Socks and shoes. Yeah, that's disgusting right there. Yeah, the only people that should be wearing open-toed sandals and no socks are women. They can get away with that stuff, mm. not dudes. Hey, hey, Brian Malcolm. Hey, Pastor Brian. <laughs> Knock it off with the flip-flops. <laughs> Well, I am Jimmy Fowler,
1: Executive Pastor at Redeemer Fellowship.
0: I'm Joe Thorne, Lead Pastor and Sock Wearer, uh, Lead Pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. Did I say Joe Thorne? I don't know what I said. I nah, know. Well, I we know, know who you are. I, I know. know, you're everybody, Joe Everybody Thorne. knows. Everybody who knows who you are. I, I, you know who I am. I'm getting ready. I'm leaving in a couple of days. I'm going to South Africa. Ooh, that's going to be good. You know what's funny about going to South Africa? is like, So there's this Christian bookstore, chain of Christian bookstores. Mm-hmm. They like my books. And so, yeah. like, they well, put. Well, I mean, when you say chain, it's more of a. There's just two stores. There's yeah, there's two stores. And, well, and they're no, goodwill. No, no. continue. No, no, it's chain of bookstores. Big, big stuff. Really cool guys. And they like my books enough. They put, like, quotes of my books on their walls. And they're not afraid to put pictures of me with my tattoos in their, like, Stuff and say, like, hey, Joe Thornton's coming. It's I mean, really have, weird. have they gotten like Tim Keller's
1: books yet? Or must not, why. must they, not. But the point is this I'm, I'm I think, I don't think uh, Nine Marks has made it down there yet.
0: No, no, he, but it, which is good for me. That's good for you. But because I mean, the fact that yours is essentially rehashed, the fact that they're not afraid to put pictures of me up and have me come down is very funny because no way my alma maters will ever have me back to mm. preach chapels. Not at Moody, never. not at Southern Seminary. They're never gonna have me do that, despite the fact that I'm published and church planter and all well, that stuff. Well, yeah, you know, you, we read, you, yeah. The point yeah, is is like I, like who else polish. in my class that I graduated with is doing like not a lot. And so it's like Oh um, I'm i <laughs> am I'm just saying, no, it's no, just you true. Can't say it like that. No, it's, just, it's not. A lot of people that I graduated with, my class, and usually, no, I'm not. I'm not. You're I, so much smarter. I'm than not everybody smarter. Else. I'm not better. I'm just saying, I've had the opportunity mm. to do these things, mm-hmm. and no, and I don't care. I don't. I'd rather stay home and not go anywhere. So I'm not looking for an invitation to go anywhere. Mm. By the way, everybody, one, you don't have to ask me to come. I'd rather not go. The point mm. is, is like these guys don't care what I look like. Mm. They're going to bring me on in, and I like that. I like how they roll in South Africa. I'm looking forward to having a good time. Okay. Now this okay. is coming out way after I get back. Yeah. Is it?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm, this comes out. Or is it while I'm gone?
0: <clears throat> no, it's out? while you're. Well, you
1: know what? You might just be getting back. All right.
0: I don't even know. I don't <laughs> this even know. Is when August I come 13th. Back. I barely know when I leave. Yeah. I'll I know. be back. I'll be back before the 13th. All right. All right. 13th. Yeah. So, um, so we're going to wrap up chapter three. Oh, yeah. Of the 1689. We're in paragraph seven. Jimmy's mm. been just. Dying to get I'm to, chomping to chapter seven. At the bit. He loves oh, oh, paragraph seven of chapter that he loves it. Oh he man, loves it because it's it's practical and it ends very much on a doctrine and devotion note. Oh, it that, really that, does. That's like a bread and butter right there. Right there. It's uh, it's steak and potatoes really. Not bread and well, butter. bread and butter. Bread and butter is like the beginning of a meal. You know, bread and butter. Bread and butter? No, it's yeah.
1: like The bread and butter is like, hey, yeah, this is what this is my go to. It's an appetite. It's it's, it's bread it's a and go-to. butter is not it's a the go-to. meal. You no, want no, the no meal. Like I could do that without even thinking. I could prepare it without even thinking. This is my bread and butter. I'm thinking of it.
0: I could do this no matter what. I don't even I don't even like the analogy bread and butter. It doesn't make any sense. It makes sense. It should Everybody be knows. it should be meat and potatoes. That's what it should be. This is my meat and potatoes. This is your meat and potatoes. Yeah. All right. All, all right. right. Well, why don't you go ahead and read paragraph seven. All right, it says, this doctrine, right? The doctrine that we've been talking about on the decree of God. The doctrine of the high mystery of predestination is to be handled with special prudence and care. That men attending the will of God revealed in his word and yielding obedience thereunto may, from the certainty of their effectual vocation, be assured of their eternal election. So shall this doctrine afford matter of praise, reverence, and admiration of God, and of humility, diligence, and abundant consolation to all that sincerely Obey the gospel. Mm. That is a paragraph right there. Mm. I love it. I love it. So, Jimmy, in in this paragraph, it's really hitting on this issue of primarily of assurance. Oh, yeah. And of the effect of this doctrine in our lives. Yeah. So specifically assurance and then a few other things. Now, I like that it says at the very beginning, the very first uh, part of this is that this doctrine of the high mystery of predestination is to be handled with special prudence and care. And that, that, and that says a couple of things to us. One, there is mystery here. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can't understand it all. I know some people don't like that. They don't like mystery. And yeah. other people want to say everything's a mystery. There are some things that are very mysterious and we don't fully comprehend. Exactly.
1: Like, how, how Joe got Jen. Like, right, that's a mystery. Or published. Or published. Or asked anywhere. Exactly. Matter, we right? just don't get it. I, I, am, man, I am Why mystery. are you ruining all my jokes? Yeah, because I know,
0: I, I know where you're, you're going. You're ruining everything. Come on. This
1: is, that's my bread and butter right yeah, there. You mean you're eating <laughs> potatoes, but okay.
0: <laughs> so it is, it, there is mystery here. And regarding this, this mysterious doctrine, we need to handle it with special prudence and care. Um, I didn't have time to do this. I didn't know we were going to be getting into this uh, this paragraph today uh, to record because I really wanted to pull uh from calvin's institutes because he has a whole section in there where he talks about the need to be careful with this doctrine mm. that we should we shouldn't charge into this doctrine uh, thoughtlessly carelessly um you know you, you can't be you know ham handed when you're dealing with this doctrine because it is it is delicate in the sense that it can have a great impact on people if you handle it wrongly, right? And oh, so yeah. you got to be careful with it. Um, and you, we have to be careful to only say the things that Scripture says. Absolutely. And that... any thoroughgoing Calvinist. This is what I like about thoroughgoing Calvinists. They will, they will affirm all that Scripture says. They will, they will give you all of the passages, even those passages that speak about what we might call free will mm-hmm. or a God changing His mind. They deal with all that stuff in depth and, and and exegetically. And so, where the scripture speaks, we want to speak. And I think to summarize Calvin, where the scripture doesn't speak, yeah. shut your pie hole.
1: Well, he says, say, he be silent. Where well, the scripture's Sum- silent, you be silent.
0: Well, yeah, I'm summarizing. I'm summarizing you
1: know, well, no, you, su- no summarizing it would be shorter. Like I just summarized it exactly what the words. I put a little words. salt and pepper on it. Oh, okay, salt and pepper. Yeah, Are so you I mean could,
0: potatoes. So I want to, you know, i to push it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Real good. <laughs> So we got. We just want to be careful. We want to say what it says. So Joe, and we, he, well, hang on. Oh God. He says we gotta we gotta deal with this with special prudence and care for a particular purpose that that the confession has in mind.
1: Yeah. So I guess that that that's where they want to go to. What what is that that special? You know, why should we be careful? Right. And He talks about here that men attending the will of God revealed in His Word and yielding obedience thereunto may. From the certainty of their effectual vocation, be assured of the eternal election. Bam, bam. So for those that are called, to be assured of their calling, um, and so we'll, let's get into that. Let's get let's get into that, Joe, a little bit more uh, in a moment. But what I do want to ask then is, why is it important to be careful for those that? Struggle or doubt, I guess that that that, that one, because I, I don't think it really talks about that here so much. So right. I want to I want to talk about that before we go into the good side. Right. Why don't we talk about those that struggle? Because I think that's where I've seen this this doctrine really go haywire. Right, uh, has been um, in not being careful in prudent and handling imprudence and care uh, in pastoring or shepherding. Right, just applying uh, this truth, applying this truth yeah. to people
0: that 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 struggle with doubt. Right. Well, a little, I mean. Why do do we doubt our salvation, right? Well, in in, in part, it's because none of us have perfect faith, right? So the assurance of salvation is not a given. You're not always going to have an assurance of salvation. No. You will have it, uh, and you might have it for most of your life. You might have it for all of your life. But for most people, there come those times when your faith is weak and you begin to doubt. Oh, yeah. Like, is my faith real? And so there is an inherent weakness in our faith that leads to a lack of assurance and doubt. Sometimes... Our sins get the better of us, and we start backsliding. You know, yeah. which the Reformed tradition and this confession talks a lot about. We confess that, like, yes, people, even though we have the Spirit, can truly backslide, so that you can barely tell that they're a believer. Even, mm-hmm. um, even though they will, in the end, persevere in faith, uh, that stuff happens. And I think the reason it happens is oftentimes because not just because of the weakness of our faith, but because specifically we indulge in sin, and you know, we you know, we grieve the Spirit. Um, I think sometimes it's because of bad theology yeah we have a misunderstanding of whether it's the doctrine of election or the doctrine of assurance or the doctrine of sanctification um, there is bad teaching out there that we buy into absolutely and I think
1: that's the part that I really want to get to is this bad teaching about if you doubt you must not have been called if you if you're doubting uh, then maybe you're you're not elect I think sometimes uh, pastors at least the uh, I've seen some this is not this is very broad brush strokes uh and I've seen it limited so I want to be very cautious in that what broad brush you're broad broad brush strokes so just kind of, like what broad Bro- brush strokes like this like broad like, oh, oh, like just I thought of, you
0: were saying like women were saying oh my this. Goodness, I didn't know what no. you were saying I no, thought you, you were saying me?
1: you've go never on. heard that no
0: that's not a thing that's a thing I thought you were talking about ladies go ahead no
1: but uh, so I'm painting in broad brushstrokes here. Got it. Got where it's it. like, oh, you're doubting. Oh, you must not have been saved. Or someone leaves. Or they backslide and they they back away from the church. Well, they were never called, guys. Right. So it's kind of like this excuse of like instead of dealing with a maybe uh, maybe uh, I'm trying to think of the the right word. Maybe somehow I failed right. in
0: shepherding them. Oh no, they're just not called. Uh, and you know, listen, we know that those who apostatize from the faith, right? Those who reject Jesus and all that stuff, people that get to that point have not been converted, right? They don't, you don't get to that point where you reject Jesus and the gospel and everything if you were actually converted. Yeah. But there's a difference between that, struggling with assurance and backsliding
1: and things like that. Exactly. And I think that's, that's the difference I I really want to hit because as pastors, uh, you know, when 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 people are doubting and we begin to kind of hammer them with this, like you're you're really just propelling that doubt right. in their mind of. And so, I mean, there's been people that we know and that I've known uh, in the past that that have struggled with doubt. But I've, yeah. I do. I struggle, with, I struggle doubt. with doubt. And so, you know, my my first words to them is like, well, you might not be called. Right. Yeah. My first words <laughs> are, brother, I struggle with doubt, too. I I struggle with with this and this and this. I go through these seasons, man. Let me pray for you, but let me let me encourage you to press in. Don't don't stop. Don't give up the means of grace. Right, like press in. Ask these questions. Be open. Be yeah. honest. And th- that's okay. This is there's room really for this. That we have a big tent. This is Reagan. We're, we got a big tent here.
0: Don't be invoking political names here, okay? Everybody gets mm. upset. Why? I mentioned one guy, people get all torqued. You mentioned a guy, people get all torqued. You can't, we can't you know mention what? people. I, I'm
1: allowed to. I, I read, guys. I read, I read oh, papers. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah.
0: Wow. Huh? Yeah. You read papers? I read papers. Okay.
1: Well, articles
0: online. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that is right. You roll got, papers. Yeah. You ain't reading papers. <laughs> oh, stop it. Don't say that. <laughs> Half our audience won't know what that means. <laughs> all right. So, we, by the way, not, we do not roll papers. Um so, yeah. yeah, what I tell it, it hasn't guys, been it hasn't been made legal here. No, we're not going to do it. We know it's legal. High people are annoying. Oh, yes. way too annoying. So, they think they're funny. They're not. They're, funny. You're not funny. They're not funny. Not funny. Not funny. All right, listen. And here's the thing. Like, um, I've been around a lot of high people. I've been high. Jimmy's yeah. been high. We've done that whole thing yeah. in our past. Uh, we have no interest in doing yeah, that. Just two weeks ago. I don't even think. No, <laughs> I don't even like. Even like, I'm not even going to get into the argument. We'll get into it at some point. I'm not even going to get into the whole thing about whether or not it should be legal and how it all works. Um, Legal, a trail. If it is legal, if it is legal, if it gets legalized, my argument is the Bible forbids it. My argument is if you're high, you're super annoying. So don't do it. That's my yeah, main There line. you go. Okay,
1: go. Okay. All right, continue, Joe.
0: So what, I, what I've what i told people is, you know, in the midst of their struggle, like my struggle has been at times, sometimes it's like I've had these moments when I don't even know if my faith is real. Like, you know, I don't doubt the gospel. I doubt myself. Oh, And then yeah. there have been other times when I do doubt the gospel. And I'm like, man, is all of this just... And I wasted my time. Is this, is this fantasy land? Um, yep. And what I tell these guys is, regardless of what the issue is, I go back to the means of grace. I go back to Scripture, and I read the Scripture. Yeah. And what I find is I openly read God's Word that the Spirit that is in me confirms that I am a child of God, confirms mm. that this is the Word of God, and my faith is progressively restored. Sometimes it's quick, sometimes it's progressive, but um, that's, that's what I find. And what we should see... Is that this doctrine, when it's handled well, like when it when it's when it's used rightly, it should lead to an assurance, right? So that the men attending to the will of God revealed in His Word, and yielding obedience thereunto, may from the certainty of their effectual vocation, their calling, be assured mm. of their eternal election.
1: I like that yielding obedience. I'll, I'll go get to that moment. Continue.
0: So I mean, we've got you know, um, like First Thessalonians chapter one, uh, verses four and five. For we know, brothers loved by God, that He has chosen you. Look at this. It's not even that you know it. We know that you've been saved. We can have uh, an assurance that somebody is a believer. We can have a conviction, uh, a, a sense of certainty, not perfect certainty, but we can have a yeah, sense yeah. Like, I believe that you are a Christian, that God has chosen you because our gospel came to you not only in word, mm. but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full convictions. So, I mean, listen, You, you I can have a, co- a confidence that a person is a believer when I baptize them. Not just based on the fact that they articulate the truth well, but based on what I see in them. Yeah, yeah. Like these are people who evidence um, true faith, uh, true conviction, and that they are genuinely following the Lord.
1: Yeah, this, the spirit at work in their lives.
0: Right, right, right. And there's a bunch of scriptures that speak to this. I know uh, Second Peter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Another Second
1: 2 one. Peter 1.10. Uh, Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to, to confirm your calling and election, for if you practice these qualities, you will never
0: fall. I mean, there again, you can know that you are certain. And listen, this comes from Peter, who talks a whole lot about the sovereignty of God and salvation, Mm -hmm. both about election, about regeneration, being the gift of God, being born again. Um, You can know that you are saved. You can have assurance. And this is a damnable heresy according to um, the Council of Trent, right? Uh, The Catholics, uh, uh, at least the OG Catholics, don't like this idea. No, no, no. That you can have assurance. We believe that you can, and the doctrine of election doesn't, push back against it. In fact, the doctrine of election should be an encouragement to you because... Oh, so here's the the question. Like a lot of non-Calvinists will say, you can never have an assurance because how can you ever know if you were elect? I mean, that's something that happened in eternity past. You can't know if you're elect. Mm -hmm. You can know if you're elect because the consequence of God's election is regeneration. That's right. And you can know if you're regenerated because... You believe. That's right. So you're basically, when I have somebody say, so how can I know if I'm saved? Well, look, man, do you believe that your only hope before the face of God to not be damned justly is that Jesus died for you? Yes, that is my only hope. Then you should be confident that you know the Lord, that you've been born again, because this is your hope. And, and there's another, there's a longer conversation to be had, but yeah. that's where it starts.
1: And that, that hope should lead to praise, right? right? That
0: hope should lead to worship. I mean, it
1: continues on. Mm-hmm. So shall this doctrine afford matter of praise. And I love Romans 11, 33. Where you know uh, wait wait
0: Romans thir- Romans what Romans 11, 11.33. I gotcha okay. yeah
1: okay sorry uh, Romans eleven thirty three where Paul just you know he's expounding and then he breaks out he's like oh the depth of the riches and mm-hmm. wisdom and knowledge of God how unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways right. I mean this just to it, just to be able to, to to we should be we should be floored we right. should be in awe of. Of our God who calls us and He keeps us, and you know, as we uh, kind of talked about in in paragraph six, right? Right. Uh, there, by His Spirit working in due season, are justified, adopted, sanctified, and kept by His power through faith unto salvation. Oh, Pastor Jamie! Hey, Pastor, Pastor, Pastor Jamie, Jamie in the hizzy,
0: come on in, Jamie! Come on in, Jamie! Oh, Pastor, Pastor Jamie. Jamie, the first, first church planter to leave Redeemer Fellowship and mm. go out and start. Yeah, a- you shouldn't say leave. No, sent, multiply, sent, send, multiply. Sent. get the heck out. <laughs> pastor Jamie is I the lead pastor. No, no, no. Pastor Jamie is the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship. No, no, pastor no. Pastor Jamie no. is the lead pastor of the he's, Church in Decal. He's next up when uh, when we send you yeah, away. I know, when, yeah. I, when I when I get fired, they're gonna have, you have to be pastoring two churches. He has also uh, he's, he's also been patched in uh, Black Sheep uh, Motorcycle Club, right? Yeah, man, he's in a he's in a motorcycle group that Christian, though, they're believing that they're not, they're not like Harley Davidson's for Christ. You gotta have a Harley. Yep. Because
1: yep. the unique part of Harley Davidson is that Harley has Hog Chapters, they're called. Harley right. The owners group. Okay. Hog and Chapters. So, so instead of like throwing up a tent and doing a festival somewhere, right? Yeah. And so passing out your brochures and pamphlets and inviting people to church. You're going to see thousands of people, but you're probably never going to see them again. So better ministry, better evangelism yep. is relational where you're meeting people, sitting down with them over and over and over. And So Hog Chapters, that's what we do. We uh, we eat together, we ride together, we hang out together. So you see these people over and over and over. So we have a partnership with dealerships
0: and uh, all chapters and make disciples. No, no, uh, Pastor Jamie is the only Arminian that we've sent out. To, yeah, um, yeah. He hates the sovereignty of God. That's why they sent me out so fast. Yeah. So, the, no, we're, we're talking about the 1689, uh, chapter three on the decree of God. That's pretty awesome. So, yeah, yeah man. I love what you guys are doing. Thanks, man. Oh, thanks, man. Love you guys. We love you. As well as what you're doing. Yeah, Thank you. Thanks, Jamie. Love you. Good man. to see you, man. You hanging out or are you going to take off? I'm He's, gonna ride. Oh, he's, he's gonna go going to ride. He's going to ride. Later, Jamie. We yeah. got like 6 months of winter here, so he's going to ride <laughs> every go day riding. that he can. Jamie's so awesome.
1: Yeah. Man. So, paragraph 7 this should lead us to awe and praise and worship. And I love that like
0: Romans 11 11:33. This is at the end of 9:10 and 11. Mm. This is at the end of like a very high view of God and his sovereignty, oh, yeah. uh the 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 plan of redemption. And so that's how it ends. You know, I th- I think this is really important, right? That that we see this doctrine right as a matter of praise reverence admiration humility diligence and abundant consolation to all who obey the gospel to obey the gospel is to believe so this doctrine must lead to devotion and if it doesn't just like any other doctrine you're doing it wrong oh you're not you're not believing the doctrine you mm. don't understand the doctrine tell him joe it, it is it is the difference between people who merely parrot the truth like a bird and people who actually believe the truth as the sons and daughters of God. So it's not enough to be right on this doctrine. It's not enough to to have things memorized. It's not enough to be catechized intellectually. You've got to be catechized in your heart. These doctrines have to actually mean something because it's not just a doctrine that's you know been articulated by men. Yeah, it is the truth of God revealed in His Word that we're cherishing. And so, like, praise. Reverence, admiration of oh. God. I mean just think about that. Like who do you admire? Like I just think about like, there are people in my life that I admire people that I'm not. Go I look ahead, I'm right here. I don't, know, wanna, I, I don't wanna I don't wanna say it's okay. know, Like Steve McCoy or whatever, you know, there are guys like that. And Steve McCoy's a great dad. I admire him as a father. Bruh. Yeah, I mean, he's a great father. Bruh. Am I wrong? Bruh. No, I'm not wrong. You were supposed to say the fofo. First of all, you have like three kids that are all in no, the age of no, no, five, yeah, right? Talking, I
1: got one at seven. Okay, okay, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but really, he's fine. Okay, okay but man, come, come on now. now. Intellectually, he's I'm fine. I'm just
0: saying. Stop it. <laughs> 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 but, just, you know, I'm just saying you admire certain people. That's yeah, I admire word, certain yeah. people. But, like, to admire God, right, it, it, even just the wording, it, like, it makes me think about God a little bit differently because we think about glorifying God. Yeah. And, but you, like, you look up to Him and you're amazed by Him. You're impressed by Him. Like, mm. the things that He does, His thoughts, His actions, His decree... You know, it makes me smile when yeah. I understand it right, you know, it's like um, and then humility, and this is where oh I a, love that humility. a, lot, Talk of, a lot of us fail in this, right, especially as Calvinists, we fail in humility because you know we 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 think we've got doctrinal figured out, yeah, and, and by the way, everybody, oh, here we go, stop getting mad. The Calvinist thinks that he's right and an Arminian's wrong. You can't be mad about that. The Arminian thinks he's right and we're wrong. What's wrong with you? everybody, if you disagree, you think that the other person is wrong. That's not a problem. That's yeah, just yeah. the way it is. Yeah. Not a big deal. But still be chill about it though. Yeah, be That's chill. the thing. Be chill. Yeah. But we're like some some Calvinist man, they get haughty. They get haughty. They they um you know, they're haughty by nature. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that was so good. Yeah, that, that was pretty good. So I think that, you know, <laughs> this doctrine showed. Hashtag
1: haughty by nature. <laughs> oh, Joe, that was good.
0: <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be... We'll do an episode called Haughty by Nature. Oh, gosh, that's I already, so good. I already know what image we're going to use from Southwestern Seminary. Oh, is. no! <laughs> <laughs> so humility is supposed to be the byproduct of this theology because we see God for who he is and we see us for who we are. There's no room for boasting because we are... We are wretches, you know, we are ignorant and the only, we're we're made righteous by God's grace. We're made wise by God's grace. You know, I I say this a lot, you you know, you're, you didn't figure God out. He revealed himself to you. Mm. So there's no room to be boasting in your intellect or in your theological acumen. You can only boast in the grace of God. And so this, this idea that, you know, people sincerely obey the gospel. Yeah. That is a synonym for faith right? Yeah. And of course, faith working itself out in love and good deeds. But, you know, to sincerely obey the gospel is to repent and to believe. It is to confess Christ. It is to follow him. And and that's our goal, right? That's our aim. Even when we're talking about the decree of God, even when we're talking about this deep and profound and mysterious doctrine, our hope, our, our energy is expended in glorifying God through the work of evangelism yeah that's what we want to see I want to see people know Jesus whether it's mom and dad or my neighbors or um, what was it, what was it uh, George Carlin George Carlin, counterfeit from, George Carlin from last episode yeah from the last episode I want to see him and like and James is like a smart guy we've talked faith for hours we've talked science for hours we've had long conversations over the past 15 years yeah we've been talking yeah. about this stuff and my my earnest desire for him and prayer for him is that he would obey the gospel. And what gives me confidence that he ever will is the, degree of, is the decree of God, at least in part. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us on Instagram
1: and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctor and Devotion. You can head on the website, drvotion.com there you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store joefostore.com and grab some gear. Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesday's video content when available. Later.